Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Appendix A of the dubious book of famous deeds. It's uh, a bonus episode. I'm not going to be reading for many chapters. We're to carry over some fascinating and fun conversation I had with Carson Pinch that focuses on Nikola Tesla, his relationship with Thomas Edison, and also the crazy lengths to which Thomas Edison went to try to win the War of the Currents. I don't have a Patreon account, so that's why I'm just kind of like putting it up here for free. If you do want to support me, by the way, you can always go to buymeacoffee.com slash famous.deeds. Uh, it's a great place to support creators and artists on the internet. Any support is, of course, appreciated. Okay, are you ready to find out just why Carson's so mad at Edison? Here it comes. Let's have a listen and get back into our extended discussion about Edison and Tesla. Now, that's the end of the chapter. Okay, I want to just say why you're here for this podcast. The first message that you sent me goes like this. Did you know that Tesla made Mark Twain shit his pants as part of an experiment? <laughs> it's true. Mark Twain sat atop one of Tesla's machines one night when they were having, you know, a, a good time together. And uh, yeah, they were hanging out. They were hanging out. And, uh, and, and Mark Twain was curious about one of his machines and Tesla's like, why don't you just like uh, sit on it? Now, Tesla does a lot with like vibrations and machines that are like very uh, motion heavy. And, and this this machine causes certain effects on certain uh, things and people. And what this machine just happened to cause in Mark Twain is for him to shit his pants. <laughs> I I've now... Like you go for a long car ride and afterwards you're like, I got to hit the washroom because it's the same thing. It's the vibrations that have uh, jiggled your bowels for a good long time. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, they I mean, loosen it. They yeah. loosen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is what happened. He stood on a, <laughs> a vibrating disc, the yep. bowel jiggler. I yep. can't believe this this didn't get I can't believe as an invention this didn't take off. <laughs> At the very least, this is something that I would see uh people in Japan investing heavily in, wake up in the morning and you're like going to stand on my copper disc and vibrate until I am prepared to release. Release. Yeah, just completely release and then you're free and clear of of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I read Sounds a bit nice. of the story. Yeah, it does sound nice. I read yeah. a bit of the story, and I guess Mark Twain had been complaining about constipation, and Tesla was like, oh, stand on my copper disc. <laughs> uh, and the story that, that I read, it said that Tesla was like, you have to get off when I tell you to get off. And, <laughs> and Mark Twain 
when he got on, he was like, Mm-mm, feels too good uh, and did not obey Tesla's instructions. And that's when he soiled himself. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he flew too close to the sun, uh, some would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Is any of this story covered in the late Hal Holbrook's one man show about Mark Twain? I, I, I'm unsure. Of, I, I don't think so. And also, another thing about it that I'm really curious about is uh, uh, Mark Twain, famous for what kind of suits? Mm, white. White suits. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you're right. So, I mean, you can only imagine the, uh, the embarrassment and, 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 and mess. I don't know why this isn't a full book. Tesla, he did a lot with vibrations. Like he he believed in vibrations so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought that he he had this machine or a design for this machine where you could strap it to any building, and it could key in to a specific vibration that was attuned to that specific building and it would immediately implode whoa yeah has that ever been tested no okay well. <laughs> there's a lot of machines that tesla thought he could make uh that are quite outlandish uh he- now, now there is I mean, we're opening up a lot of cans uh, cans of worm with Tesla right now, and I don't mm-hmm. know how deep we want to go into this, but like, he had a lot of plans and designs for these outlandish ma- machines, such as like this building imploder, such as a death ray, mm-hmm. uh, and it all got taken by the FBI um, upon his death. Uh, so who knows what has happened with those designs? Uh, another fun fact about that, the FBI agent that took the designs is an actual, legit ancestor to Donald J. Trump. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I also saw this on the Wikipedia page for Nikola Tesla. There was a Trump from the FBI, and I was like, it's impossible. But right. oh. it's true. It's true. Wow. Amazing. Q was right. Q's right. <laughs> obviously, obviously, there yeah. were probably some satanic ideas in <laughs> Tesla's writings that Agent Trump needed to confiscate so that children across the world could be, you know, could, could live safely. They That's probably true. held off the satanic the cabal. Profiles, the cabal for uh, <laughs> probably generations. It's true. Um, wow. Well, thank you for your service, Agent Trump. Um, <laughs> yeah, a sad ending for Nikola Tesla. You know, he just kept experimenting, and he spent every last penny in the efforts of his experiments. But an un- but right. again, yeah. a guy on the spectrum, right? We, you know, like his passion was indefatigable. Yeah, and that's the part where it's easy to, when you look into Tesla, it's easy to kind of like get behind him as this underdog that like in in so much of the world, he doesn't understand people uh, or how to like interact or communicate with, with people. But he loves 
science and machines and his work and just is dedicated to this this love of working with machines Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to get behind and his name fell into complete obscurity until the 1960s when people started taking a second look at his work right and also aided by the fact that he did have some like batshit crazy ideas oh yeah he wanted Uh, to make a death ray yes correct and or he did make a death ray and it's uh, sitting right next to the crate with the ark of the covenant in it in that big warehouse right yeah and he did he he was specifically making it for war purposes mm-hmm. to combat whatever to put it in the hands of the american military to use in combat uh this this death ray i mean well i good luck i don't know i i, I feels like if, if it got made we'd have heard about it by now like we would have seen it in action if it had in fact been created i mean there are so there are little glimmers of things that like make me think that there was work being done on on, on death rays and or like rays that like uh, uh negatively affect human beings mm-hmm. um there's lots of, and a lot of it's kind of shrouded in, in secrecy. There is a ray that you can point at people uh, that kind of like microwaves them. Uh, Do you know about this? I don't think so. There's like this tank uh, that you can like roll up and they u- mainly use this for like protesters where you like point this like huge ray and, dis- and you can disperse people because it kind of like cooks. Oh, them, that's horrible. You know? I hate that. Yeah. It's terrible. It's awful. They're sitting on a gold mine here. They could, it sounds like, thanks to Tesla, they could easily make a weapon that could make people in huge numbers shit their pants. That, right, that exactly. Would be, like, nobody <laughs> wants to fight a war if they're constantly shitting their pants. Like, you would get a surrender of peace deal so easily. Nobody has to die. It's just wildly uncomfortable and embarrassing. That's your deterrent right there. That's a different kind of trench foot that you'd give people, uh, for sure. It's yeah. it, it. It would win any battle, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, but you'd have to you'd put people atop a cylindrical machine that uh, that's the that gyrates them in a certain way. That's yeah. the trick. Well, what could have been? Um, <laughs> so, where would you rank him as an innovator? Tesla. Yeah, innovations like Edison, if Edison is innovation's greatest monster, what is Tesla? Right. Well, Tesla is an enigmatic figure in that he had a lot obviously was extremely talented as an inventor and uh great with machines. Uh but he also had a lot of wild ideas and like Edison, like you were just med- mentioning with the ADHD, uh, Tesla also uh, has been rumored to have had Asperger's mm. um, in that like he was very curt and didn't really understand people. Uh, he never had a partner. He was considered to be asexual, uh, couldn't read people, but he could read machines. Uh, so there, in the ways of innovation though, uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Uh, Einstein was once asked, how does it feel 
to be the world's smartest human? And Einstein said, I don't know. You'll have to ask Nikola Tesla. Ho ho. Okay. You know, the, the Earth has a, an electromagnetic force, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He thought that he could create this machine that, like, you basically plug into the Earth, the world itself, and then we could have all the electricity we would ever need forever. That's a great idea. Was it possible? Right. Was it possible? I don't know, but the designs are in the hands of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his team of lawyers <laughs> working around the clock right. to, to reverse these patents and get them under his name. Yeah. And only then will we see the fruits They're of They're working Texas. hard. Oh, yeah. They've got... His, his lawyers are working hard. They're sweating. Oh. The, uh, oh. Their sweat's coming down their face. Their mascara is running. It's, yeah. It's a, <laughs> You're right. Now, obviously, the war of the currents is a huge deal, which I think... Yes. I think Carson has played a, a huge role in kind of shaping your perception of Thomas Edison. Yes, but it is also tempered with certain facts. Okay. Uh, the, the, the War of the Currents is um, totally real, yes. but uh, there are some things that are exaggerated for sure. Let me just run through for <clears throat> our thousands of listeners. <laughs> A brief summary of what this War of the Current was. And just pop yep. in at any time, okay? Yep. So two different currents of electricity were being marketed to uh, solve the problem of lighting large municipalities. DC is direct current, and that runs in a single direction in a wire. It is lower voltage, it's simpler to use, and in Thomas Edison's opinion, was safer to use. AC is an alternating current which changes directions in the wire several times a second. The benefit of that is that you can install transformers at either end of where you're transmitting the power so that you can step up the voltage so that it moves at a very high voltage and very quickly across a long distance. And then you can step it back down and convert it to a lower voltage for safe use within a home. Right, and that, that was another uh, uh, difference between the two in that direct current uh, could only go so far before it, like, petered out. That's right. And alternating current, in theory, can go an infinity amount of, of length. So if you want to use direct current to power a city, you have to build more generators because yeah. you cannot transfer that power as far as AC. Now, Edison had already invested heavily in DC power and was already profiting from it. But George Westinghouse, his great rival, mm -hmm. had just started up a power company of his own and had banked on the prospect of AC power instead. Edison seemed, I can't tell for sure, I don't know his mind, he seemed to legitimately believe that DC was the way to go, but he also stood to lose a lot of money. So he started a very public campaign deriding AC power on the basis that it's dangerous to the public. And now right. we get to the most exciting part of the story. This guy appeared named Harold P. Brown, who started speaking out against the dangers of AC power. 
and he started holding demonstrations to show how dangerous it is. Little did anybody know he was in collusion with Thomas Edison and Thomas Edison's company, Edison Electric. What was Brown's demonstration? He electrocuted dogs with both DC and AC power to see which current killed them. Many dogs died Mm -hmm. to make Brown's point. Meanwhile, eventually, Westinghouse's bet on AC paid off when Nikola Tesla invented a practical AC motor. Probably, like, his big contribution, right? Correct. Yeah. This made him a lot of money. Westinghouse bought the patent, bought the rights, gave him a royalty on every single motor that was produced. It took a very long time for it to get mass produced, but there it was, a practical solution to transmitting AC power all over the continent. It was very attractive to municipalities due to its relatively inexpensive cost. And so this could only mean one thing for Edison and his company. They'd have to kill bigger animals. (laughs) Now, Harold Brown started executing horses to show how dangerous AC (laughs) power was. And paired with a couple of legit electric pole-related deaths, anti-AC backlash was growing in the United States. Around the same time, the USA was starting executing people with the electric chair. They were like, hanging's done, it's too inhumane, let's burn them with electricity instead. And they needed a power source, obviously, and, uh, and they needed to consult on which way to go for their electric chairs. No electric company wanted their name associated with the electric chair. So the government hired a consultant. Who did they hire? World's worst pet owner, Harold Brown, who, <laughs> once again, in collusion with Edison Electrical, enthusiastically recommended George Westinghouse's AC power. Uh, And that's what they ended up using to electrocute criminals on death row, was uh, Westinghouse's uh, AC power. But in the end, despite all that propaganda, Westinghouse and AC still won out because of money. Uh, It was cheaper to use, it was more efficient. uh, And of course, as we said, DC power is still used today in electric cars, household appliances, computers, etc. Okay, okay, so there's a bunch of things to dig into there. Okay, a bunch of little details to to kind of sparse out because while a lot of that is th- is the case, there's a lot of nuance there. Okay, number one th- uh, thing to like uh, that a lot of people don't recognize is that one of Nikola Tesla's very first jobs was with Thomas Edison. That's right. Yeah, uh, and. One of the first things that Thomas Edison had Nikola Tesla do was fix his DC generators. Uh, a bunch of them weren't working properly. They're, they broke down all the time. Uh, and Thomas Edison didn't really believe that they could be fixed. Uh, and offhandedly said to Tesla, if you could fix those, I'll give you $50,000. What does Nikola Tesla do? He fixes all of them. And marches back to Thomas Edison being like, money, please. (laughs) And Thomas Edison's reply is, oh, you don't understand American sense of humor. I was just kidding. 
about all that money that I promised you uh, go away. Mm-hmm. And Tesla was so taken aback by that that he quit. He left Edison to go and, and start his own uh, experiments. One of the first things that he wanted to do that uh, Edison did not think was possible was alternating current. That's where we get George Westinghouse coming in, uh, who was also put off at the time by Edison because Edison told him that he should stay out of the electric game, stick to train air brakes, which is what he's, <laughs> he, he was famous for okay. and what he made all, all his money off of. All right. Stick to the air brakes, man. Get out of the electric game. George Westinghouse did not take kindly to that. That, that incidentally, that's also what I tell like young improvisers and comedians because I, <laughs> I, I hate competition. I'm like, you know what? You should just get into air brakes. I tell them all that. They ask me for advice. I'm like, get right. into air brakes. <laughs> There's too many improvisers. Get out of yeah. this community. Do what you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of people think the rivalry, uh, the current wars, was between Tesla and Edison and and beyond. Tesla uh, basically handing over the technology of alternating current to Westinghouse. Tesla didn't care after that. He was mainly just like tinkering away on his own other machines that would make people shit their pants. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) Westinghouse and Edison had the real true rivalry that kind of exploded with Chicago's World Fair in 1893 when Westinghouse won the contract to light the World's Fair using alternating current uh, in, in, in the light bulbs. While it is true that there were some injuries and deaths in New York City with alternating current power line, mm-hmm. that was mainly to do with the fact that they were uh, installed incorrectly. Mm. Uh, at the time, the recommendation was to run alternating current underground uh, safely to power people's homes. It's a new technology. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, and these were hanging power lines that basically fell on people and electrocuted them to death. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing now. at that. That's horrible, but go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with the animals, uh, it, it basically Edison was calling on the shots. Uh, you need to kill all these animals, make these demonstrations happen. Uh, and do you think that Harold Brown was like, oh, please, Mr. Edison, please don't. Oh, I can't sleep at night, Mr. Edison. I don't want to kill another animal. More dogs, please. Well, okay, so there was actually an animal rights group that did contact Edison about this um and edison was like oh yeah 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 yeah. i'm only using uh like stray dogs that like you need to be euthanized uh by the way i'm actually running low on dogs do you have any dogs that i could use uh and they were like absolutely not absolutely not um now the most famous one we're talking Coney Island, Topsy the Elephant, electrocution. Oh, see, I, okay, I don't know about this elephant. Fill me in on the elephant. Okay. Okay, so the, yeah, the most famous electrocution orchestrated by Edison was on Coney Island 
they electrocuted a bunch of animals on a day, but the, the curtain call, the, the, the main uh, attraction was that they are going to electrocute and kill this elephant. An elephant named Topsy the <laughs> Elephant, which was a mainstay at the local circus uh, for a long time. Now here's, and also Edison filmed it uh-huh. and, and distributed it uh, across America where you could watch alternating current kill this huge elephant. And you can look it up on YouTube and watch this today. I have uh, just Googled it. And there it is, a one-minute documentary short, Electrocuting an Elephant. Yes, correct. Nominated is... for three Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, the I... <laughs> I just want to point out that the IMDb rating for it is 2.9 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> I know, it, it really took the place of I May Destroy You. <laughs> um, but here's the issue with that incident. Much like the electric chair... This was already set to happen. They were already trying to figure out how to kill people in a humane way. And in this situation, Topsy was set to be executed in some way. Um, because Topsy had murdered um, a drunken someone. spectator. So um, she had a reputation as a bad elephant. That's yes. what Wikipedia and, says. And, and do you know why? Because they beat and uh, tortured uh, this elephant uh, all the time. Hey man, chicken or the egg, right? Exactly. Yeah. A product of its own environment. Mm -hmm. One, and I don't know how they would have possibly accomplished it, but if they were going to electrocute it, they were going to hang this elephant. Whoa, that's out of his wheelhouse. That's a whole other science right there. Is, right. Yeah. So anyways, they were going to do this regardless. Mm -hmm. And Edison was just kind of like, Hey, I'll, I'll I'll film it, and you can you should probably you should probably use alternating current. <laughs> uh, yeah, six thousand six hundred volts of AC was applied to her body. It is horrific, but it wasn't Edison's idea to kill this elephant. Is what I'll say. The master opportunist manipulator that he was, right, stepped in and was like, "Use some AC power." Much like the electric chair, mm -hmm. and the electric chair is also a brutally horrific incident in that they sold it as alternating current will instantly instantly kill people there would be no pain whatsoever mm -hmm. and, and it, it would be the most humane way to kill people the first time that they did this they executed this man who like murdered his wife and they electrocuted him for 17 seconds and thought he was dead and then he wasn't and someone in the room said oh god he's still alive and then they electrocuted him for 14 more minutes oh boy oh man oh that's they they said that his body an hour later still had not cooled wow that's some uh that's some second act Green Mile right. action. Totally horrific. I say if you survive your electrocution, you are a free man or woman after that. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, that's your life. You're given multiple lives like a cat and then that they take one, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, you lose uh, one heart. One heart goes off of your bottom exactly, right hand exactly. corner. Yeah, meter. Now I do believe that Edison knew that he was not going to win uh, the current war. Mm-hmm. There was just so many more benefits, and it wasn't more dangerous to use for sure. And right. uh, he knew this, and, and so this was more like a prolonging. Or, or, or trying to seize upon certain contracts that he might not otherwise get. Well, you you want to push the the side that you've sunk your money into, right? Like you know, right. that's what VHS did. You know, and um, even though they were the <laughs> the inferior video cassette of their time, right. they emerged victorious. They won that battle. They won the battle of the tapes. Man, laser disc. Oh, oh would have been the best. You're right. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, thank, thank you. you, Edison. Thanks, Edison. <laughs> I'm. You know what? Let's pour one out for Topsy the Elephant tonight, everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me on this. Of course, it was my pleasure. Once again, you can find Carson on Twitter and Instagram at Carson Pinch. He's also on TikTok. Next episodes. Sure, there were a lot of hard parts about the mid to late 19th century. Disease. Poverty. But surely among the worst of them all must have been surgery. We're going to learn all about what it was like to go under the knife in the 1800s. Here's a hint. There was no anesthetic. The Dubious Book of Famous Deeds is produced and recorded in Toronto. It's part of the Sonar Network. Go to thesonarnetwork.com and check out the many funny and thoughtful podcasts offered there. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a review. It goes a long way towards helping this show find its audience. You can subscribe as well so that you never miss an episode. Follow the podcast online at Famous Deeds on Twitter and at Famous.Deeds on Instagram. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BatesBot9000. If you want to get in touch, whether to ask questions, correct my work, lodge a complaint, or just say hi, I want to hear from you. Shoot an email to famousdeeds at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the work I put into researching and producing this podcast, why not buy me a coffee? You can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash famous.deeds. It's an easy way to support creators all over the internet. Until next time, I'm Paul Bates. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.